0: Welcome to the Full Potential Podcast. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr. And every week I interview guests that share career stories, ideas, and experiences to empower and inspire people to reach their full potential. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. So Miracle, Olatunji, thank you so much for joining the Full Potential Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you and welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Nick. Uh,
0: I mentioned miracle that I usually have people that are much more, uh, I would say, tenured in their careers than yourself on the show, but we had connected on LinkedIn a few months ago, earlier this year, we had a great call. And I was just, I was just so impressed with what you've done and you're not even graduated from college yet. Right. So let's, 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 we want to make sure everyone knows that that was like, I have to have you on to share because you're an entrepreneur, you're an author. Uh, you've done you've done a lot of great things while while uh, while educating yourself at northeastern so um why don't you just start with a little bit of, like when 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 you meet people miracle how do you how do you describe yourself and people are like so miracle what do you do like do you tell them you're a student do you tell them you're an entrepreneur do you tell them you're an author H- how do you describe yourself
1: oh well <laughs> thanks again for having me i would say um first of all great question um so the way that i approach that question is i am pretty multi-dimensional so i talk a little bit about all the different things that i do so share that I'm a student at Northeastern University, and I also am an author and entrepreneur. Um, But what's really interesting about this question of like, who are you? There's like so many ways to approach it. There's like the professional side, like you were saying, you know, if you're at a networking event or you're at a conference and you share a little bit about your professional background, but then there's also the personal side. So I also think about how I'm creative and I'm also a sister and a friend and a daughter. So who I am is like very multifaceted.
0: No, I I love that. And it's I like asking that question because I often want people to answer exactly the way you did, which is your your job shouldn't define who you are. And and you think you kind of nailed that. So uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate your, your very, very candid response. We're going to talk a lot about what you've done in, in, in your in your career. But I want to start with like going way back to when you were like a, a little kid, because I always try to start at the beginning for people. Like you're an entrepreneur now. I don't know if you set out to be an entrepreneur, uh, for you know, uh, when you started college, but that's what you are, and you have multiple, multiple different projects that you're working on right now. So, when you were a little kid, was your goal to be an entrepreneur and start your own business, or was there something else that you wanted to do when you grew up?
1: Yeah, so funny story about that I actually wanted to be a doctor growing up, so pretty much from whatever age, maybe six, up until junior year of high school, I was actually pursuing the path towards becoming a doctor. And what really changed for me was a program called the Diamond Challenge that I did in high school. And through this program is where I got exposed to entrepreneurship for the first time. And I learned that entrepreneurship is a possibility. And there's so many ways that you can solve problems and make a difference in the world through entrepreneurship. And that was very appealing to me. So that's kind of how I got started with entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, and Do you have, uh, and I I like to ask this because I feel with a lot of people that I've interviewed, they're, they're influenced by family and friends uh, on their career journey. Do you have any family or friends that are entrepreneurs that may have influenced, uh, any of your decisions?
1: I, so the first person that comes to mind is my grandma. A lot of my family is in healthcare, but my grandma, she runs her own business. So I'm really inspired by her. I
0: I love that. Yeah. And that, that's, uh, it, it's interesting. I feel people that have watched others be an entrepreneur and run their own business have a have a much better sense of what it takes, because you've probably seen the things that have gone well for your grandmother, and then maybe the struggles of your grandmother, and it, it kind of shows you what it's really like. So I, I love that. So why don't you share a little bit about you said you wanted to be a doctor, you, you pivoted to, you know, not pivoted, but you all of a sudden were inspired by the world of entrepreneurship. Was the idea to go to college something that you, it, was, it was up to you, or was the expectation you know you were you were going to go to college? Like, what was that like in your house growing up?
1: So education is something that's really important to both my parents and I. So it was kind of a mix, like they wanted me to go to college and I also wanted to go to college as well. And I'm really grateful to go to a school like Northeastern because I think it's just like a really perfect fit for me. Um, They focus a lot on what's called experiential learning. So we have a co-op program and you're just pretty much encouraged to try out your passions and explore different interests that you have. And I feel like that's just really, really incredible. So.
0: Can you, can you share with my audience what the co-op program means? Because I think it is unique to a few schools, Northeastern being one of them, but most schools, colleges, universities don't have a co-op program. So can you just share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. So the co-op program is essentially you're working full time for a period of anywhere from four months to one of my friends did an eight month co-op. And during that time you're working full time. Typically you're taking no classes or maybe one class and you're getting exposure to an industry or a role that you're interested in and you're just learning as you go.
0: Yeah, I love I love the opportunity to work, do get, get that real world experience while you're going to school. Um, it's, you know, I think for a lot of people, the best way to, try to almost explain it is it's almost like built-in internships to your curriculum as, as, uh, as someone going to school. So instead of maybe getting an internship over the summer, Northeastern helps you build these experiences, work experiences into your, uh, into your, your, your school journey. So I love that. You, went, you, you chose, I was, I was obviously doing some research before this, you chose uh, business administration with a finance concentration for your major. Tell us the 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 logic behind that. Was that driven by your entrepreneurial uh, experience in high school and, and your desire to be an entrepreneur? How did you how did you pick business?
1: Great question. So, I feel like 17 was a turning point year for me in my life. So, I did the Diamond Challenge program and I also went to this workshop called women empowered to financially thrive. It was hosted at the local library back at home. And my mom and I went to this event and we learned all about investing and the stock market. And these were all like new concepts to me at the time. And so um, I just got really interested in that and started like reading more books and watching YouTube videos. And then ultimately I declared um, finance as my concentration in college.
0: Yeah. I, I, I it's interesting how something like this challenge you had in high school or a class like this can really change your career trajectory and what you want to do, and and almost you know to your to your point right, open your eyes to things that you really have never been exposed to before. So I think that's fantastic. I want to talk about your your passion for being an entrepreneur because you mentioned it started in high school with a program there, but at what point in your college experience did you realize you wanted to start something? and go to school at the same time, and do the co-ops that, that Northeastern has you do as part of the curriculum. Like, wh- wh- Tell us about how that started and, and how you started your first business.
1: Definitely. So for me, I started my first business, opportunity when I was 17. So it was a few months after I would participated in the Diamond Challenge. And by the time I got to college, I was already running the business. So a key thing for me that I had to learn was time management. So for that, you mentioned I'm balancing school and co-op and everything. So I use Google Calendar to just keep track of all of my assignments and all of my meetings and appointments. So that's something that really helps me and time management. I'm not perfect at it, but it's something that I'm constantly working on.
0: So tell us about opportune opportunity me and what, what is it and what, what type of services do you offer with that business?
1: For sure. So, Opportunity is a service-based business. We work with um, individual clients one-on-one to do things like resume review, uh, mock interviews, and various other career prep services. And then we also work with organizations to do workshops on various topics like wellness, diversity and inclusion, and many other topics like that. So, it's twofold.
0: <laughs> and and uh, and you mentioned you started this in high school. How it, it sounds like you're still doing it today. How is I mean, how is everything going and Can you share a little bit about what that was like starting a business as a high school student?
1: For sure. So one thing that I've learned is the art of the pivots, especially with businesses. So when I first started, the mission has always been to help people reach their full potential. That hasn't changed. But the way that we go about that mission has changed a little bit. So beforehand, I was very focused in high school on helping other high school students find summer programs that can help them reach their potential. But since I've started college and had some experience working in my co-ops, my internships, I realized that there are other needs in the marketplace that I can address with my business. So, I expanded to offer different services.
0: And is it, um, you know, I think for, for pe- for people listening, I think a lot of people, I think this is a common thing miracle where people that they, they might hedge and say, you know, what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to start the business be- because of, you know, I don't have time or I'm not, I'm not an expert at it, or I don't have enough money. How did you overcome a lot of the self doubt that a lot of people have? to start a business at such an early age?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like self-doubt is something that we all deal with. But one way that you can deal with self-doubt is you have to kind of like counter those negative thoughts that you're having, or you have to prove yourself wrong in a sense. Like when all those negative thoughts start coming in, you have to think of solutions that can help you overcome those things. For example, you mentioned financial. Like I don't have, you might not have the resources financially to start your business, especially if you're in high school. So one way that I overcame that was I applied to pitch competitions. There's a lot of really great pitch competitions out there for high school students and young people. So I applied to those and was able to raise funding for my business through that. So whenever you're faced with that block of self-doubt, just try to find solutions and ways that you can get around it
0: if you can. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's great advice. And, you know, what, probably the most common thing I hear from people is <clears throat> I talk with a lot of them about their careers and what they want to do next. And I always ask, like, well, what about working for yourself? And it amazes me how many people were like, well, I, I I can't do that, Nick. And I always I'm like, well, what do you mean you can't do that? Like, have you ever tried? And a lot of people haven't. But I think there's a lot of fear that goes into doing that. So I, w- I want to ask, uh, because i think this is an an important piece of, of of really your career experience and your educational experience not only are you, are you being an entrepreneur and, and managing your own company but you're also doing all these co-op experiences as part of your curriculum with northeastern which are not entrepreneurial experiences they're they're for larger companies so how is how has that been you know working for yourself and then working for such a variety of different companies with your co-op experiences. Can you share a little bit about like what that's been like and the differences?
1: Definitely. It's been a really great experience, especially to see how a lot of big companies operate and just seeing the different teams and just how cultures are within different companies. That's been really valuable to see. And something that's also really important is seeing how their different processes are and how they get things done. So with all of my different internships and co-ops, each team that I've worked on had different systems and processes that they use to achieve their goals. And that's something that I learned from working in a big company. It's, It's very important to set goals, but not only set goals, you have to put systems and like processes in place to try to achieve those goals and teamwork is very essential to achieve your goals.
0: Now, I want to ask this question because I think it's important for everyone listening and as I was previously an entrepreneur owned my own multiple businesses, sold a business and people often ask me, and I want to get your thoughts on this, can you really be innovative and entrepreneurial in a large company? My answer is yes. And I, I think I do it with, you know, on a daily basis. But I want to kind of get your thoughts. Like as an entrepreneur working for some of these large companies in these co-op positions, how do you feel you've been able to use your innovation and your entrepreneurial experience to your advantage?
1: Mm-hmm. I so first of all, I agree with you. I recently learned this term called entrepreneur, which is mm-hmm. you're essentially being an entrepreneur within your company. And to me, the way that I see entrepreneurship is you're essentially a problem solver. There are a lot of problems that can be solved, and there's a lot of ways that you can make processes and different things more efficient. So it is possible to be an entrepreneur within a larger organization. There's a lot of opportunities to innovate.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, and, and you have the opportunity to, to try multiple companies as part of the co-op program. You gotta find a company that has that culture that embraces that, that, mm-hmm. that really embraces, to your point, being being innovative and being entrepreneurial in, in a large company. So I want, I wanna pivot. Um, to some of your other um, entrepreneurial uh, experiences you've had, because I'm an author, you're an author. um, You you did it at a much younger age than me. So I would love it if you could share a little about your, your book, like the name of it, where you can get it, what it's about, and what inspired you to make it.
1: For sure. So my book is called Purpose. Um, I have a copy right here. It's Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact is the subtitle. And the book is available on Amazon. And honestly, writing a book was something that was a childhood dream of mine. And if you would have asked me many years ago, if I could actually achieve this, I would have been shocked. So um, I was really grateful and excited when it came out. And ultimately, I wrote this book to inspire others and The topic of purpose is something that i've been very curious about and it was really great to be able to talk to different people as part of this book writing process and do research and put everything together and just be able to share it with the world that's something that means a lot to me
0: and and i i absolutely appreciate what goes into doing this because i've done it and mine mine was a compilation of stories so i didn't even write all the stories i i I took others others helped me and i put everything together what What in your, in your experience, what was the most difficult part about writing the book for you?
1: Well, let's see, probably the most difficult part was just the writer's block <laughs> so sometimes opening up a google doc and starting a new chapter and just going blank so with that one of the ways that i combated that was just reading other books watching movies and just trying to find inspiration talking to different people just trying to get the creative juices flowing once again
0: is 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 writing something that like you love and, and you thought like i'm really good at this i can do this or this more of a project you're like i'm gonna try this and see where it goes
1: writing is something i love i've always loved writing since i was little so i've just been like writing the different poems in middle school and just different short stories but the book was definitely my biggest writing project ever no doubt
0: yeah no it, it is it is it's fantastic and and miracle we're gonna link to your website in the show description on both youtube and the podcast so it's miracleola.tunji.com uh, is where we'll send everyone, and they can learn all about you, and they can find the, the you know the link about more about the book there and your businesses and how to get in touch with you. But I want to talk about, and I wanted, I, I congratulate again on the book. It's such a, it's an amazing uh, accomplishment. So congrats on that. You have another business that I wanted to ask about that I read about originally on LinkedIn, and then I went and looked and and read more about it on your website. Um, and I, and I want to make sure I, I, have, I have the name right. It's called Her Wallet Media. Mm-hmm. And it's all about um, and what, I, what I believe is finance, so which mm-hmm. makes sense based off your major. So tell us about your other, other business, Her Wallet Media.
1: Yes, for sure. So I started it, it's still very early stage. I started it based off of my passion for personal finance, particularly investing and um, investing education, access to investing knowledge is something that is very like a big passion of mine. And so I started the business to help other women like myself to get started with investing um, and learn how to create their own portfolios and hopefully be able to pass that knowledge on to other people. So that's how and, and
0: And uh, and look, I think it's interesting because, and it just, you, you look at the access that we all have the technology now, so you, you can literally, I mean, if you have, if you have one of these, you have a, a cell phone, you can, you can do all these things, right? You can have, you can, you know, um, trade stocks and, and bonds and all sorts of, you know, currency, et cetera. Whereas 30 years ago, you couldn't do that. I mean, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do something like that we didn't even have a cell phones. So it, 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 I love the opportunity that technology is providing people. Do you think in your experience with Her wallet Media, is technology an enabler for a lot of people, or do you find people are also very, almost intimidated by it at the same time?
1: I see technology definitely as an enabler. Um, it's really exciting because like you were mentioning, there's a lot of different apps and resources online that are democratizing investing in a sense. So that's something that is really helpful to get more people into investing. There's this app called Public that I've been using this year. And essentially, they're trying to make stock investing a lot more social. So people are sharing what they're investing in. They're sharing why they're investing in it. And it's really helpful for new investors, especially to see the the thought process behind creating a portfolio. So that's really exciting to see. Very
0: cool. Well, and and kudos to you for trying to help others uh, with 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 all of your entrepreneurial endeavors, you're trying to help others with, with help them to the, to the name of the podcast, reach their full potential. So I absolutely love that. So I want to talk about what's next for you, because you, you said, you mentioned you're, you're still at Northeastern, you graduate a year, um, next December. So end of 2022. So you're quickly approaching the end of your college career. What do you think is next? I mean, you're going to ha- it sounds like you are gonna have a lot of opportunities between all the great co-op positions you've had, plus working for yourself. Like, do you any sense at this point of where you think you're going to take your 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 career journey? Or do you think you're you're still kind of feeling that out
1: mm-hmm. right now? I would say I am just working on pursuing a career that combines all of my different interests. So finance, technology, writing. So that's currently what I'm pursuing and public speaking as well.
0: Yeah, can you, can you share a little about the public speaking and what you love about that? Because that's such a, uh, it's a terrifying experience for a lot of people. So, <laughs> so why do you like it?
1: Definitely. It's something that I've learned to love over the years. So I started when I was 17 with doing speaking engagements at local ceremonies at school and local nonprofits. And then I expanded to speaking at larger conferences and events. And I just really enjoy being able to talk on subjects that I'm passionate about and also being able to connect with different people. Um, Public speaking has taken me across the country and to other countries as well. So I just really enjoy connecting with others and having great conversations about a variety of topics.
0: No, it's it's for a lot of people it's one it's one of those, you know, top five fears that they have. So I love that you've you've embraced it, especially at such a young age. Because as you mentioned earlier, you know, communication and you said you specifically loved writing, but the the art of communication in general, whether it be writing or public speaking, is so so core to so many different industries and businesses and jobs now that I'm glad that you've embraced that. I, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about you, you mentioned you still don't know where you're going to go with with your career journey but you want to try to combine all of your passions together you've had an amazing career and, and you're not even done with college yet but i want to, I want to ask any anything that stands out to you as like probably like your proudest accomplishment to this point and then maybe something on the flip side that didn't go well that you really learned learned quite a bit from
1: proudest accomplishments hmm. I would say... So I, a few years ago, I worked at our financial literacy center on campus called Thrive, and I helped put together an event. Basically, that set the stage for her wallet Media, essentially. So the theme of that event was helping women build their net worth, network, and self-worth. And that was like one of our most successful events. It was so inspiring. It was great to hear the feedback from everyone on how they got started with investing and just learned different skills and techniques. So that was really very inspiring to me. And very fulfilling to be part of that. Um, something that didn't go so well. Hmm. I I wouldn't say this didn't go so well, but when I was first starting Opportunity, as we talked about before, raising funds as a 17 year old high school student with their first business was kind of challenging. Um, and I definitely faced a ton of rejections and there was a lot of moments where it was tough to like continue the business, but I just kept going. And something that helped me was just that persistence and perseverance and passion for the mission and what I was building. And that helped me just overcome all of the different no's eventually, you know, no's eventually lead to a yes. So I I started to get the yeses and that helped a lot with growing my business. But I think it was really valuable for me to learn just how to navigate rejection because I think that's something that we all deal with in our personal life, and our professional life. And it's just, it's normal. It's part of our experience as humans, as business owners, whatever it is that you might do. And I just learned how to persevere through different challenges.
0: That is, that is a very tough topic. Um, to your point not just business but just really in life the topic of rejection and it's uh i'm sure experiencing that to your point at 17 um you know it, it's probably gonna it probably shape shape the future the future miracle for some time to come right because you, you 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 experience so much that a lot of people don't experience ever miracle really a young age that you, you learned a lot quite quite um quickly which I'm sure is going to help you with your other business ventures too. I So I, I love that. And what an awesome event it sounds like you put on, um, at, at, uh, at Northeastern. And, and what, what I think is so powerful about that is not only are you talking about people's fi- finance finances. So like, you know, how much they were worth, but also their self-worth in the sense of like how they felt. So mm-hmm. I think that, I think that was, I love the play on words there. And I, I like the, uh, I'm glad to hear that event went well. It's so, fair. you know, Before I always close the same questions, I'm going to ask that in one second. But my last, my last question before we, before we end is for all of the, uh, people that are listening to this and thinking to themselves, how on earth does Miracle go to school and do these co-ops and own her own business. And I mean, if you go to your, your website, you've been on a lot of podcasts, you've, you've written for some articles for people you mentioned Google Calendar before, which, okay, I, I'll believe you that that helps you keep, keep you organized, because I know I have my calendar too. But what, how, how do you get this? How do you accomplish all this miracle? I mean, is is what is the what is the secret other than the calendar to you being able to, to be this successful at such a young age with all these different opportunities?
1: I would say, so in addition to the calendar, there's also the planner, but besides that, I'm very goal and vision oriented. So typically at the beginning of the year, I create a vision board and I tend to write down my goals and ultimately I'm working towards something greater than myself in the future. One of the things I wanna do is start a scholarship foundation to help students who are pursuing higher education or who also have other passions like business. So for me, it's about the impact that I wanna make in the future. So that's why, that's something that motivates me and encourages me to keep going, even when it's hard to just like juggle different things. So <laughs> that's what keeps me going.
0: I love that. Well, I appreciate you making time with your busy schedule to join me on the podcast. So. I end every podcast episode with the same question miracle, which is what is the one piece of advice that you would give my listeners uh, that's helped you reach your full potential? So that one thing that's helped you be successful, whether it be in school or with your co-ops or with your entrepreneurial uh, adventures at this point.
1: Just take the next step. So a lot of times we all are full of so much potential. Like you were saying, we have ideas, we have things that we want to do. The way that we're going to move those forward is by taking action. And it doesn't have to be a big step. It can be small steps every day.
0: That is, um, it's so simple yet so profound at the same time. And I, I love, I love how it doesn't have to be a big step. It can even be a small step. So, so again, Miracle, we will, we will link to your website, miracle. Uh, Olatunji.com in the show description so people can get in touch with you. You can also find Miracle on LinkedIn if you want to connect with her there. I know, uh, you know, Miracle, I'm sure someone is going to reach out to you because they want to talk to you about either your business or maybe, you know, networking or um, maybe even a possible mentor-mentee relationship. So I really appreciate you making time. Just so inspired by your story. I had to have you on uh, to share with, with 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 my audience all the great things you've done and you haven't even graduated from school yet so i hope we can stay in touch and uh, hear more after you graduate and hear what great things you're going to do next and just keep keep the passion and the inspiration alive and uh, i love how you want to help people so thank you so much
1: thanks for having me
0: i hope you enjoyed this episode of the full potential podcast if you'd like to hear more interviews please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform including apple podcasts google and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and be well.